Hey everybody, Simon here. Just thought I would jump in quickly just to give a quick message. Um, sorry I have been not very active recently. Um, I've had some mental health issues, um, partly due to the car crash that I had back in June um, and me going back to work, basically. Um, have been a little bit tougher than what I initially imagined. So, unfortunately, this podcast had to take a wee bit of a backseat for a while. So, now I guess we're starting what I would like to call Season 3 of the Airslot Podcast. Season 2 was a short one, so, but I've taken too long off to continue a single season. So let's call this one Season 3 of the Airslot Podcast. Let's get a slutty. Slut Podcast with the most electrifying man in all of podcasting. Your host, the Opera Ghost. Now please sit back, relax, make sure you enjoy yourself. And always remember, let's get a slutty. Find the Ace Love Podcast on all social media at the Ace Love Podcast. And please check out the website, acelovepodcast.com, or email the show. At gmail.com. And once again, please enjoy. <laughs> Hello, my lovely little slots. And I know it's been a while, but it's time to say welcome back to another new episode of the Ace Slot Podcast. It has been a while, and I'm sorry. Life's sort of just gotten on top of me with being back at work and the old me uh, conquered my head a wee bit, but hopefully, hopefully we'll be back properly now. We'll see. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Speaking of which, though, if you do want to talk to me about any topics, do get in touch with me because I do better when I'm with somebody else because it sort of forces me to to go and actually record as opposed to doing it doing it myself I do have a bunch of topics as well so even if you just reach out to me and say hey I wouldn't mind being on one of your episodes or on you then I'm alright with it but before we before we get stuck into today's episode which I have a guest for so we're excited about that feels like it's been a while since I've done this I do need to talk about Old Playground. Now, Old Playground is all about inclusivity in the life, in the lifestyle. And that's why they offer nine different gender identities, 
nine different relationship status statuses, thirteen sexual orientations. That's a lot, people. That's some serious inclusivity right there. So it doesn't matter who you are or how you promote yourself or anything along those lines. APG is the place for you. APG's mission is to provide a fun and inclusive environment for all non-monogamous and sexually open people. So come and join me on there. You can even search the Airsoft Podcast on there. And you'll find me in this voice. And they do have video chats too, so if you want a video chat on there, you can hear a lot more, or see a lot more than just hearing my voice. See what the rest of it can do. But anyway, that's the ad over. Do go and check out APG though. Sorry, my guest is here next to me who's just cracked up laughing and is trying to stay silent. So without further ado, today we're going to going to rehash an old topic, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to talk about polyamory. Or more ethical non-monogamy, I guess. Because we're not just stopping at polyamory. Um, but it's going to be the, those first few steps into ethical non-monogamy. And making that decision, how to go about that decision. Whether you are single, like I am. Please change that, people. Um, or whether you're already coupled up or in, yeah, already coupled up, already in a relationship. So we're going to look at it through a couple of different angles. So I'm, I'm going to be quiet here for a moment. We're going to listen to some music and then we'll start the episode. I heard a woman talking and to me what she said just made sense. She was lamenting the state of affairs How some people can be so dense She said she had three wonderful children Two girls and their little brother And nobody gave her problems For loving each child as much as the other But they'll say you are better Perhaps you are madder At least you should stay undercover your mind must be bare if you would dare to think you can love more than one lover. Yes, you must be mad if you think you can have more than one lover, apparently. But funnily enough, that's what we're talking about today. Is having more than one lover, I guess, as part of that. But there's going to be a considerable amount that we're going to go through today as I will introduce my guest for today. She's a little bit fruity, a little bit uh, a little bit sweet, a little bit furry. <laughs> <laughs> this is Peachy. Say hello, Peachy. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, introductions aren't my strong suit. They're not mine either, don't worry. So so we've done alright there. We've, we've done okay. Now, speaking of more than one lover, <laughs> you had some fun last night, didn't you? I did. I had a lot of fun last night. Tell us about it. 
Well, I went to my first swingers party last night. Um, and it was here in Christchurch. It was here in Christchurch. Um, See, I didn't realise there'd been ones in Christchurch since 1D4 closed down and before then since Tours Manor closed. No, they, um, they've recently moved, so um, okay. they've only been there for four months. Um, yeah, so I went along with a new partner. Um, and it's my first time at a party. I was very nervous. I'd mm -hmm. been communicating with the host beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, showed up, met a few people and walked inside to hear the introductions and people were already naked and getting down and dirty. <laughs> I couldn't keep my eyes off them. So what, what was the layout of the place? Sorry to interrupt. Um, so it was just in their living room. Right. Um, in a room off to the side, which was um, like just a spare room and the outdoors. Mm -hmm. um, so their living room had a big L-shaped sofa and a TV, um, and they were playing music on YouTube. Um, and then they had the kitchen as well, and um, lots of people mingling and drinking. Um. So it's definitely more of a house party sort of thing. Yeah. A house party where people fuck. Yeah, it started off as a house party. They... Um, they provided food and drinks, and um, they also had bowls with condoms and lube throughout the house. Um, <laughs> it was great. Um, and so, I was going to open up something similar. I think I told you about it. Just down the road from me, there's a, there was a giant house that I was going through that I that I'd applied for, and um, the guy unfortunately chose somebody else. There was nine bedrooms in it. It was only about 800 bucks a week, so not nothing huge. Nine bed, but nine bedrooms looks like a castle, <clears throat> sort of thing. And and there's like a little like basement thing. I'm thinking dungeon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Put a Saint Andrew's cross in there. Well, it would it would have it would have been, been perfect, but the the owner of the place was a little bit strange. Like he wanted to come and look at our house, kind of. I'm saying. It's a wee bit weird. But it was, yeah. It, it didn't work out. One way or another, it didn't work out. So, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. But it would have been nice. Anyway, I've interrupted again. <laughs> so, where were we? I asked about the layout. You, yes. We're still introducing <laughs> the whole bit. Um, everyone started chewing down. So, um, my new partner and I were talking to another couple. Mm -hmm. um, and she was talking about how she spent $70 on some new underwear and so I was just like oh can I see um, and it's about to get ripped well <laughs> she took off her clothes and um, oh it was gorgeous it was beautiful it was a dark blue set and oh I had a wee feel um, and <laughs> of course my phone's going to go off in the middle of that <laughs> yeah she had a wee feel <clears throat> I did have a wee feel um and then her partner and my partner, I was like, oh, I, like, I really kind of want to take my clothes off, but I'm really nervous. And like, mm -hmm. they were both touching me, and I was getting a little bit turned on watching these people fuck behind everyone and um, having people touching me. And so I took my clothes off. That's and it doesn't take a lot for you to get turned on. That's just... Am I wrong? <laughs> no. Like you've been here for about half an hour now, and I'm pretty sure I did that quite early on. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, you were getting turned on. They were touching you. Um, started stripping down. Yeah, and so I was just standing in my underwear. And then I went outside because it was getting really hot. Really hot. I was getting really turned on, really flustered, um, having hot flushes. Um, and then... I'm uh, a bit young for that. It's not menopause. <laughs> and then out comes the hostess. And um, she says, Oh, the host wants to fuck you. And so she, like, dragged me inside. <laughs> And then did, so did, did did he tell you, <coughs> did she tell you to meet her inside? No. <laughs> meet her inside. But by, by the way, sorry listeners, there's probably going to be a whole bunch of Hamilton lyrics thrown into this. We're both huge Hamilton fans, and I can do it with almost everything, as Peachy has learned in the past. So that that was a Hamilton reference, and we both will laugh each time I include one, almost definitely. Sure. It happened last time. Yeah. Anyway, she said the host wanted to fuck you. She she took you inside. She took me inside. Um, and she then her and I, <laughs> she met me inside. Um, we kissed and um. You and her, or you and her? Her and me. Cool. Um, I have kind of. <laughs> I've always claimed that I was bi curious. Like mm-hmm. I'm. I can appreciate a woman's body, you know, it's gorgeous. And how are you now after, um, after last night? I may be a little bit more curious than I thought I was beforehand. <laughs> a little bit more bi or a little bit more curious? <clears throat> Maybe a little bit more bi. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I'd love to explore that potentially. Um, well, and then, yep, things progressed and... I was getting fucked by one man and then another. <laughs> oh my goodness. So when you say you're getting fucked by one and then another, are these at separate times or at the same time? Separate times. I wish it was at the same time, but, you know, there's always next if, time. If it was the same time, how would you want that done? Like, cause That's there, a million o- dollar question. Well, yeah, because obviously there's double vaginal, there's um, double penetration, there's... The Eiffel Tower, if you're the Eiffel Tower. Oh, no. It, that, that, that's just if you're including Lafayette. Hey, you can come into my bed any day. You can come into my bed any day. David Diggs. Mm. Anyway. Um, DP. Is that what was that one? Well, no, it wasn't what was oh, happening. Yeah. It was one after the other. But no, if, that's right, if I course, had to yeah. choose, that would be DP. If you had to choose. If you had to choose. Oh, it's a tie. So hard. <laughs> if you had to choose, if you had to choose, it's a tie. If you had to choose, if you okay, had to Hamilton. Choose. Jefferson or Burr? Thomas Jefferson gets my vote. <laughs> yeah, and then spend the evening again, naked. On that one for a while. Well, that's good. I'm not very confident in my body. I'm a well, chunky, delicious woman. Well, that, 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 that's why I think it's it's really good that you spent the whole night like that, and you, uh, I'm guessing you were relatively comfortable in doing so. Yeah, I, I was really nervous awesome. going into it that I was going to be the biggest person there, and no one was going to be interested in me, mm-hmm. and I'd kind of just sit back and watch everyone else having fun, and you know, then just and so be you think like, yourself? well, no, I I don't like doing that personally. Oh, right. Um, I prefer a toy. Yeah, I was going to um, say bring out the SP two. <laughs> Yes, that's 
my favourite. Um, it's most girls' favourite, is it not? <laughs> or a body wand. I do. I do enjoy yeah, a body wand. Um, yeah, it was, it was. I was nervous mm. that I was going to spend the whole evening just regretting going, but to be singled out and pulled in, it was fantastic. And I can't wait to go back. And how sore are you today? I'm so fucking sore. Well, can I can I swear? Quite literally fucking sore. <clears throat> of course you can swear. Have you listened to an episode of this? Yes. How, have you talked to me before? Yes. <laughs> Pretty sure sharing's gonna be okay. Sharing, swearing, both. <laughs> <laughs> sharing what? Well, Angelica always wants to form a harem. All she's saying is if she lo- if you loved him, you would share him. <laughs> oh, that one was a bad one. Well, yeah. They were all bad. All I'm saying is if you really love me, you would share him. Huh. Two weeks later, I'm writing in that letter nightly. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. But yes. So, did you learn anything from the evening? What would you take out of it? Um. I. I would consider this my learning phase and experimenting mm-hmm. phase. Um. Around swingers' parties? Or? Around my sexuality and um, like on my fit life, it says that I am in the process. I'm like exploring because I'm not sure if I 100% identify as a submissive anymore or as a brat or you know, I'm learning new things about myself. And to do that, I am meeting new people and having new encounters. And so this has really helped. Um, you know, but it's just yeah. Just delicious. It is delicious. Sorry, all of those ads. Just delicious. Are you okay there? Uh huh. As she starts rubbing my leg. There may be a hand job in the middle of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ju- judging by how quickly we've gone to that. No. Hey, my friends get blowjobs in the middle of episodes. Not with the person who's meant to be talking, but there's... You, to be fair, usually there's four of them as part of that. So, while, while two or three people are talking, the other ones... Yes, I'm looking at you, by the by, podcast, for that <laughs> one. I know all about your little antics whilst on microphones. Still sad that I haven't been part of them. Anyway, we're not here to talk about you being oh so disgusting. That's not disgusting, that's it's delicious. Not. It is delicious. But we are we are here to talk I I've written down the heading which is incorrect of polyamory. That's part of what we're to, what we're going to talk about. Because really, we're talking about those those first few steps into 
ethical non-monogamy. Oh, we're going to look at the first few steps into non-monogamy because it's not always ethical, is it? No, it's not. No. So we'll start with when is it not ethical? <clears throat> um, I like to think being ethical about um, non-monogamy is about being open and honest about it. Um, there is a very fine line between being ethical and being unethical. Mm. Um, well, unethical for me is cheating, isn't it? I have a story about that. Because it is still non-monogamy, is it not? It is, mm. but it's not. It's unethical non-monogamy. Exactly. exactly. Um, I know someone <clears throat> who was um, seeing someone who was married and cheating on their husband, and they they would say, oh, but, I mean... I'm doing it ethically. I'm like, no, you're not, because you are you are unethically would, would, helping this woman cheat on her husband. Would you say that he made the wrong sucker a cuckold? <laughs> yes. <laughs> was, was her name Mariah by chance? No, Mrs. Reynolds though. <laughs> Mrs. Reynolds. Yeah. Mariah Reynolds. <laughs> Just give him what he wants. What he, he wants, have, and she can have me. Yeah. Okay. I don't want you. Lord, teach me how to say no to this. Anyway, yes. And so so the, the your friend, the guy, mm. thought that he was ethical in sleeping with this married woman whose husband didn't know. Mm. Yes. It takes two to tango. It does, yes. Yes, it does. So he is every bit as guilty as what she is, as far as I'm concerned. Mm, he's of the belief that, um, you know, it's her marriage and it's up to her, but um, it's it's very unethical to get... Yeah. <sighs> Some people may disagree and say that it is ethically okay to be sleeping with a married person who's not telling their husband, but I believe it's unethical. Well, this, this is where it gets interesting for me because, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, because what if he's okay with it, but he doesn't want to hear about it? He doesn't want to know about it. Well, that's a don't ask, don't tell, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Well, how do, how do you know that that wasn't the case here? That's a good question. Mm. Um. Well, she was very discreet. He wasn't allowed to follow her on social media anywhere. Right. Um. They would only meet during the work day. You know, he'd stay home from work, and she'd come over and. You know, so she'd come over something. Oh, she not. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that there was a lot of not yeah. telling anyone involved there, there, there. There's a little too many red flags for, for you not to go, but that's just... Yeah, absolutely. And, and there would be a long time between conversations, you know, like it could go on for months and they wouldn't talk and mm. then she'd come back and go, oh, I was, you know, trying to fix my marriage or something. You don't fix it by sleeping with other people, darling. Learn. No. no. And and that's one of one of the key things that I keep telling people is when they the 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 basis for going into non monogamy is sexual you know, let's use sexual for an example. And you sit there and go, doing sex from somebody else probably isn't gonna fix your your current relationship. Going into non-monogamy in general for me, because of a problem with your relationship, is not a great way to start. Not at all. You should you no. should have that really strong base 
If you don't have a strong foundation in your relationship before you open it up, it's going to you, crumble. Yeah, well, you, but the thing is, it's going to crumble, but you're bringing somebody else into that crumble. Hmm, exactly. Which is just horrible for that. That would also be person. unethical, wouldn't it? 100%. But, I mean, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult because, as the other person, you kind of assume that their relationships are right. Hmm. I suppose sure, that's there, where there communication can be red, comes there can in. Be red flags that Hmm. But it's not always just. You know, I, a lot of the time, I think it's just their relationship looks alright, looks solid, and maybe I can just add to it as opposed to cover a hole. Like mm. a bad term, do do a patch up job. What are you laughing at now? <laughs> you never know what's happening behind the scenes. It's not like I said it was a strap up gun. What? By the way, anyone out there who uses strap on regularly, get in touch. I haven't had one for a long time. Talk to me. Anyway, so within the, the non monogamy scale, for lack of a better term, no, not scale. You know what I mean. Sure. Plane of existence? Sure, let's go with that. Where, where do you sit? Like, are you polyamorous? Are you a swinger? Are you. I am polyamorous. Um, by the way, you can be polyamorous and a swinger, by the way. I'm everything. Heck. You know? Cute, mm. I'm every woman. You I know? want it all! <laughs> I want it all. I want it all. And I want it now. That's, that's my theme song for my life. Actually, no, it's prejudice, but you know. Um, yeah, I I consider myself polyamorous. Oh, your theme song. Man, the man is non-stuff. Oh, for goodness sake. To be fair, when do I stop? When you stop? I work seven days a week. I stop sometimes on public holidays. Sometimes. I mean, it's, it works. Do you want a medal for that? No, oh, I want to get fucking pegged. <laughs> <laughs> right, this guy needs uh, someone with a strip on to hit him up, so yeah, please do that. Just said that. Yeah, well, maybe they won't anyway, listen to you. So, on the. On that non-monogamous scale, plane of existence thing, um, I almost said timeline. That doesn't make zero sense. You say that you're, that you're everything. I'm polyamorous, mm -hmm. um, but I have recently gotten into the swinging scene and I'm enjoying it. Recent, as recently as yesterday? Oh yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Is that how recent we're talking? Yeah, here we are. And look, that's absolutely fine. And but you have a partner, no? I have a nesting partner, mm -hmm. and I have just recently started seeing someone else as well. And that's the person that you went to. Yes, party. yes, it is. And that's all going well. Enough? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. We have. I'm asking you, your opinion. Ah, uh, I think it's going well. well that's good. Then. So what what did, what did your journey into I guess polyamory? 
if we start with that point. Um, I... How did you realise your grammars? Because mine, my, 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 the way that I found out, that I worked it out, was arguably one of the nerdiest fucking things poss possible. She, as she looks at me going, go on, explain then, you fucker. Yeah, go on then, explain then, you fucker. So, maths. Oh, uh, fuck. Maths and stats. Seven, seven billion people on the planet. Right? Mm -hmm. You want to find that one person that satisfies satisfies all your needs, wants, and desires, while you satisfy all of theirs, and then you've got that special je ne sais quoi, you know, that special something, that sex appeal between you as well. One in seven billion chance. You're never gonna find it. Why not get two or three that satisfy different parts? It makes sense. Yes. I, I don't think there's sense. another animal in the world that's actually monogamous. Except maybe ducks. For some reason, ducks pops into my head as monogamous. Ducks do mate for life. Mm. Um, my journey into polyamory. Um, it started in 2018. I went back to finish off my study. Mm -hmm. um, and I met someone who was in an open relationship and that was my first start into more um, non-traditional relationship mm. styles. So, uh, sorry, I just want to say that. Not that. That's fine. Um, for, for the people out there who... Look, I know a lot of my listeners will know this stuff already because a lot of them are already in the swinging scene, they're already polyamorous, they're already polyamorous. But there's going to be some people that won't have a fucking clue what we're talking about. And I have to say that an open relationship and polyamory are two very, very different things. Very different things. Do you want to explain the difference? Or for you, what the difference is? Um, as far as I believe, an open relationship is just when you are fucking other people. Polyamory is when you... um. You have intense romantic or non-romantic connections with people or relationships rather than just sexual. And you know the problem with polyamory? What? They're both Greek and Latin. Yeah! Places. Do you know what it should be? Because it means polyamory is many loves. Well, no, poly things. is Greek. and Many? Yeah, and amory is it's Latin. Latin. Yeah. For, for love. For love. So it's many loves. If you're going to go fully Greek, it's polyarity. It just doesn't have that as same... In as, as in eros. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I polyarity. know. It's, it's, anyway. Yeah, but yeah, mul there's <coughs> mul multiple relationships as such for polyamory. Hmm. Or as... I don't realise it's all polyamory. Because no, he, 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 he listens to, to Multi-Amory, the podcast, and mm -hmm. just elaborate, <coughs> calls it Multi-Amory, that's my nutty. But yes, so many relationships mm. for polyamory, and yeah. how does that differ to the open relationship? You said it was just a sexual thing. Yeah, well for him it was, absolutely. To be fair, I, I would argue that's what it is. Yeah, great. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm glad some of my definitions are checking out. 
I will say, relationships I think can be used is having that close friend, even on, on the side, on the other side of your partner, mm. who is just like just there for cuddles and stuff like that. But they are still only just a friend. You could argue that that's either open relationship or polyamory, really, because there is still a relationship, a friendship relationship. Friendship is still a relationship. It is, absolutely, But yes. if you use the actual definition of the word, which is many loves, it's debatable. So I believe that um, in polyamory, your connections with people don't necessarily have to be sexual. Mm. Um, well, yeah, because you've got romantic attraction. You've got basically that friendship attraction. I talked about it last episode, which feels like it was done about a year ago now. It was about a month ago. Um, I can't remember the other ones now. Obviously, there's physical attraction, mm-hmm. which is you like the way someone looks. Um, there's that sexual attraction, which is a whole different part of it. Um, I'm probably still got it on my computer here somewhere. Because you would have seen the asexuality page that popped up, because I talked about it as part of the asexuality episode. But yeah, so there's many, many different attractions. There are. Um... I'm slowly learning this. Um, you know, I. I Did you have, believe that it was all in one, all interconnected? Yeah. So I come from a very um, monogamous background, almost toxic monogamous background. Um, my whole family are so monogamous. So they weren't religious then. Because uh, I, I love this. I've talked to one, um, a close friend of mine about their. Sorry, I've interrupted you again. Welcome, to, welcome to this show. I'm used to it. <laughs> Um, friend, and they were saying, and and um, we were talking about their siblings, and I was like, oh, any of them home? <laughs> because that's me. And I'm just like, oh, you people, maybe I wanna, maybe I want to fuck them. Um, oh, they're super religious. So I was like, so they're into poly, and um, because I mean, technically, if you go back, go go back to my history of of non-monogamy episodes, which I think must be about episode 14-ish, really early on, all of it's based in religious institutes and starts as polygamy, to be fair. But that mm. is that is the basis for polygamy. And now I've forgotten what we were talking about. Um, we were talking about... Heck, now I've forgotten too. Yeah, damn, I'm good at this. <laughs> I, I, I am a, I are po- <coughs> I, I podcaster. We were talking about um, toxic monogamy. Yes. So my family are all monogamous. I had no idea about any of this. I just thought, you know, you had really good friendships. But I now understand that you can love someone so deeply and have such an emotional connection to someone without it being sexual. Like, I have friends that I absolutely love almost more than my own partner. And I would yeah, do anything... <laughs> I would do anything for those friends. Um, Is one of them a certain somebody that I still have a ridiculous crush on? Yeah, one of them might be. Yeah. Um, so y- <laughs> you can have these non-sexual relationships and they can mean just as much, if not more, absolutely. than your sexual relationship. 100%. And this is what I'm learning. 100%. This is what I'm exploring. And I'm loving it. I'm loving my exploring time. That's, that's really, really good to hear. 
Jeez, I thought we'd stop recording then, but no, we're all fine, team. No more technical issues here. Just my, just my stupidity, childishness, Hamiltonian references. So, when, so when was the actual? So you met this guy at, at uni. Or college, <laughs> if, you're in the, if you're in the US or whatever. Well, it was the college. and yep. well, I didn't want to say it. Um, yeah, so he was I in an him. Yes, he was. Yes. Um, the girl that he's still dating, um, we were studying the same thing, but she was a couple of years below me. Is she right? Uh, yep. Yep, she is. Do I know? Um, maybe. <laughs> um, Can I know? Sure. Anyway. Um, I had had friends that had tried um, an open relationship, but it was only so that they could cheat on each other openly, you know. Yeah. Um, I'd seen these fail so many times. I It was something that you only saw on TV. Um, and so... Do you? Did you ever watch Big Love? No. <laughs> I did. It was the sort of thing you only saw on TV. And so... I was learning about this stuff through this guy and um, once I left and got a job, I, you know, we met in that year following. Um, what, and, you and I? Yeah. We? Yeah, we did. Yeah, and I started learning more about polyamory. Oh, and, um, well, you weren't learning it from me, were you? No, I was doing my own research, but you kind of brought it up. To my to like the forefront of my mind, um, and I realised that I had been doing ethical solo polyamory, and I had been, yeah, having these non-traditional relationships without knowing it. Mm. And I think that's it was interesting to realise in my mind that. I wasn't monogamous. I wasn't ready so, to learn about that. But. So you sort of learned that you weren't really monogamous while you were still single. Yeah. Now this is interesting because I was going to talk about it from both being in a relationship perspective and opening that relationship. And I was going to talk about doing it as a single person because they're two very, very different things that you need to do as you're going through these. Through these things. So... Net, well, when when you decided that monogamy wasn't for you, like, I guess it's a decision I realised. Mm, I suppose it's a so little bit of both. Actually, yeah. <coughs> um, did you let people know early on that you weren't monogamous, or that you were polyamorous? Or? Like when I would meet them. Yeah. Um, like how long did it take for that sort of discussion to come when out? When I was single. Um, it almost wouldn't, because the connections that I was making with people, they wouldn't last very long, you know, mm. there was no point, but no. I think that most people that I was connected with... But those with, are still good connections, sometimes. Depends, they, they can be. They can be mutually beneficial. Can they? Okay. Mine weren't. <laughs> they can be. I mean, if you get to a few orgasms in a row, it's still it's beneficial, is it not? It could be. 
It could be. You don't think it's a benefit to come? What the? <laughs> you don't think it's a good thing? Here we go. Stop the presses. It's not good to come, people. I didn't say that. It's not a good thing. Obviously, I'm full of shit. <laughs> I'd love to come more often with another person. It's an issue I have. What have I been trying to do for the last year and a half? What have you been trying to do for last year? <laughs> That's great, I can't feel that like properly. Keep punching it. No. But yeah, so you you didn't really bring it up. No, I didn't see the point in bringing it up. Everyone knew that they weren't the only guy I was seeing. Right. Because fuck that. Yeah, because and and it wasn't a it wasn't um I guess official relationship. No, I am um, my relationship that well, I have. You with... didn't think that it was going to go into. No, um. So my first relationship is the one I'm in right now. That's right. my first. My first relationship. No. Cute. Excuse me? I've been called cute and adorable in the past week more times than I can count on my fingers. And that's a negative? I've spent my whole life trying to be older than I am. Well, you're not fucking allowed to anymore. Okay. <laughs> now... How does that discussion come up then of being polyamorous? How now, now that you're in this relationship with this person, you're polyamorous. How how did that subject get? That's a good question. <clears throat> For my partner, he has it very openly on his profiles mm -hmm. on dating websites, um, and I mean, it kind of stops them from meeting a lot of women because they're like, ugh. Hey, believe me, I know my dating pool is about that fucking big. It's about the size of an ant for those who can't Hey, see. look, I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. For <laughs> me. What, what, one out of how many people are in New Zealand? What, well, one out of seven billion? My dating pool is one out of seven billion. I let people know um, if the talk starts going towards meeting or anything. Mm. Um, he just dumped tree branches over your fence. That... Motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. It's really not an issue. My my backyard is full of tree branches and stuff at the moment. Anyway, so. Not, not really an issue. Where were we? I'm unsure. We were talking about um, letting people know. Mm. Yeah, if I'm going to meet up oh, with someone. Yeah, how, how do you breach that subject? Or how did you breach that subject with your current partner? Like when, when you first got together? Well, with my current partner, we met on um, on FetLife and we already knew that the other was polyamorous. Well, it's on our, it's yeah. on our profile. Oh, okay. Um, so, that, that was one of the questions. Is it, is it on your various different profiles? That you yeah, might or might it's, have? it's on FetLife. Um, it's not on my Tinder profile. It's on my Kiwi Swingers profile. Um, so if I meet people on Tinder, 
um, if I'm going to meet up with them, because a lot of the times it's just, you know, it turns out to be nothing. If mm. someone doesn't message me, I'll just delete, you know. Mm. Um, I go through routinely, and if it's, like, it's been a week and they haven't messaged me, it's like, fuck off. Um, well, you know, you can message them. I am too anxiety-ridden to message people. Um, yeah, so if if it gets to be, you know, a meeting point, mm. I'll go, hey, look, um, I'm really interested. I do have to let you know that I am polyamorous, though. I am really interested in meeting you. Um, and, you know, a lot of the times men will go, Oh yeah, okay, and they'll think you're really easy because you are polyamorous, and yeah. so it's yeah, great to get in your pants. And I mean, I want to do I've been that slutty person, and I'm not sure if I'm that slutty person anymore. I mean, I enjoy swinging, heck yes, <laughs> but I'm not just I going to go and sleep with a whole heap of boys who just want to get their dicks wet. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Because most of them just want to get their jollies off and don't worry about your pleasure. And I have learned a lot about my pleasure this past year, and I'm getting mine. Well, that and that's important. So, one one of the one of the things I think as a single person who has made the decision or realised that they're not monogamous, I think it's quite important for for the for those to find out what they actually want out of it, mm. out of moving towards the non-monogamous side, as opposed to a quote-unquote traditional relationship. Why, why, why that kind of relationship? And I, I guess this is where I have to come in because I'm, I am the single one between us two. And again, I, I started my journey from maths. Um, but I also enjoy people that are open enough and are more, are more than happy to share their life. Like, I have a shitload of love in me. It takes a lot to pull it out. Because I've got pretty fucking big wall walls up around me. I'm, I won't lie about that. I haven't been able to tear them down. And at times, I'm not sure I want to. But other times, I definitely want to. Just depends on the situation and the people. But, yeah, you do need to find out what you want from it. Do you want to be a unicorn? and just sleep with couples. Do you want to be a bull? Do you want to be play the cuckold role? If it's sexual? Do you want threesomes or moresomes? Do you actually want a, like a tabletop polyamory family I guess? Business, uh, what do they call it? Breakfast? Breakfast polyamory I think whatever it is. I don't know all of these terms. No, uh, it's like dinner table. Where you all sit around the same dinner table, you're mm. actually a family. Or do you just want a relationship with somebody and you don't mind that they have a relationship with somebody else? It's, it's about finding out what you want from it, I think, is a, is a quite a big important step instead of just accepting whatever other people want. I'm very much okay with accepting what other people want because I, I, I'm a bit of a chameleon, I guess when it comes to people. I can fit in a lot of situations that I probably shouldn't fit in. I can, um, even even in the kink scene, if I'm, because I'm into a lot of shit. You guys should know that by now. You should know that by now.
Um, but if someone's into something else or not into something I'm into, then there's going to be some something else that look like it. If, if I go down the king's side, there's always going to be something because I can sit there and be like, "Cool, we don't have to do that, but how how about we play around with this, and then we can potentially move as we go along." And it, and it's the same with with polyamory. Like, I don't mind if I'm. Uh, if I'm just there for the odd threesome or mortem, I don't care if you know I'm just sleeping with a girl every so often. My my I I know my ideal, but as long as I know my place, know my role, if you will, then I'm usually happy with it. I can deal with that quite easily, and and be happy in doing so. But my, a lot of people aren't, and that's because I have. I like to think I'm quite emotionally intelligent and and, gen, and generally intelligent. So I can sit there and look at a situation, positives, negatives. This is maybe what's going to happen. This is the most likely outcome. Okay, cool. That's no worries. I can, I know where I stand. Like if I'm just there for sex and they're the ones in the relationship, that's fine, because at least I know that I'm not in that relationship, not in that triad, not in that polycule. I'm just there as as a dick. I guess. I'm a really big fan of those boundaries. I want to say labels, but labels make it seem really weird. Mm. I like to know my place. Yeah. I like to know what I mean to someone. Mm. Um like am I just someone that they fuck or yeah. am I someone that they want to have emotional intelligent conversation with or am I someone that you know just is there to look pretty and make little squealing noises because that's what I make um no, it, really? <laughs> stop what what are you going to do about it oh you're going to get red and shy and all flustered or Hot flushes, as you put it. <laughs> and the, I think the other question is, as part of find out what you want out of it, is why do you want to make that step as a single person? Find out why why you want to go and make that step. Like for me, like I said, it was it was it felt natural for one, and the whole maths and statistics thing. I, did, I didn't and still don't really believe it's possible to find that one in seven billion that, mm. that will... And, and why live life only part satisfied? Because I will never be satisfied. Okay, Hamilton. <laughs> oh my goodness, he had to put that one in there. <laughs> You're like me. You've never been satisfied. Is that right? My name is Angelica Skyler. Is it Alexander Hamilton? Eat up, bird. <laughs> A dot ham. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, what? Like, why do you want to make that step? Is it? Did like, you ever ask yourself? Person? Yeah. Did you ever ask yourself that question? Like, why do I want to? What is the reason that I want to 
I never asked myself why. Mm. Um, Do you think that's a question that people maybe should ask themselves? Maybe. I think sometimes I can be rather impulsive. Um, a lot of the times I know what I want and I just do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew for me polyamory was the thing that um, would work for me. You know, monogamy wouldn't. I, I couldn't just be with one person because one person doesn't give me everything I need. Um, and so I... Your girl needs to get better sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or get sex. <laughs> yep, that one too. Um, I suppose for me it wasn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't about why I wanted to make that step. It, it just kind of naturally progressed to that step. Mm. There wasn't any rational thinking behind it. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's a question that. I do think it's a good question to ask yourself as a, as someone who is a single polyamorous person or single person going into being polyamorous. Mm. Is why do I want it? Do I really want it? Oh yeah, you e need even to if know you that. Just, even if you just write out a pros and cons list, you know, why do I want to? These reasons. What 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 are the reasons not to do it? It's not something you should go into lightly. No shit, no. No. And what I find amazing about that is the amount of guys that are just like, oh, you're polyamorous, cool. Get in a relationship and then they're, <laughs> then they're off trying to get laid and then the girl's just like getting all the dick that she wants because it's a um, I'm actually going to talk about that later. Remind me to talk about that later. Easier for girls. Remind me to talk about that later. Okay. Okay, and as. So that's the single side. Basically, I've covered everything that I think I want to. If you have any questions around that, Email through or go onto the website. Probably should have told people what the email on the website was at the start of the episode. Oh well. Aslotpodcast.com, theaslotpodcast at gmail.com. Easy. So yeah, so we go we go onto the onto the couple side of things. So this is not two polyamorous this is not in your situation where two polyamorous people have gotten together. This is a, a couple that decides to become non-monogamous or, or polyamorous or whatever. So I think I think my, my first one is this is discuss why again between you and your partner at the time. So at this time you're pretending that you're monogamous. Oh, we we both are. We're both putting ourselves in the, in these guys okay. in this situation. You know, discuss why you might want to. Is it to fix something? Is has this has the sex life waned? Are, are you missing something from the relationship? And I'm, I'm not. Are you missing something emotionally? And I know I said earlier, like it's not going to fix your relationship, right? Mm. But if you're missing something that you deem important, like even just cuddling up with somebody at the end of a day, say say your fiance, wife, partner, whatever, works night shift, you work day shift, you don't get to see each other very much, can get quite difficult. I so have a friend have who's that in that exact situation. They work night shift, their fiance works day shift, and they are polyamorous mm. because there's just 
you know, they never see each other. Mm. So, and it's so nice to have that. Yeah, absolutely. So bit there, and and then also what you want out of it. It's like, you know, you can't sit there and be like, we're fighting about stuff all the time. Let's just bring somebody else in. Maybe it's, a, it's not going to fix a relationship. No, shit, no, it does not fix your relationship. If anything, it adds more work to your relationships. Because you have to work on two now instead of just one. They don't just happen and it's not all rosy, it's not all hunky-dory, if you will. Is, is it that you're, like I said, is it sex-based? Are you missing something emotionally? Um, do you need more support? In your, in, like, from, from another partner? You know, if, if, if your main partner isn't isn't overly supportive in an emotional way or something like that. Do you need support? That can be a reason to go into it. Again, it doesn't all have to be physical. It doesn't have to be sexual. You know, do you need somebody who's a bit easier to talk to about anything? Because let's be honest, there's some things you don't really want to talk to your partner about. Mm, I think, um, for me, having other partners and meeting new people mm. while I'm coupled up is is more for the cuddles. <coughs> Are you all right there? <coughs> I Can you die quietly? I actually still struggle to drink. First few mouthfuls are always cold. Do you? It's happened ever since I was in rehab. And I'm people, sorry, that's I that's not that that is not drug rehab, people. <laughs> that is me splitting my head open rehab. <laughs> but anyway, I don't get what I need physically from my partner, mm -hmm. and he's aware of that, you know. Um, and so what I get from my new partner is I get you know, cuddles, and I get <laughs> sex, and I get excitement, mm. and my partner that I've got, my nesting partner, he's, you know, he's my emotional and my um, intellectual your conversations, and... See, I get that from his side. I get intellectual conversation from his side. Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> that was a joke. I really want to hurt you! Go on, I do. I fuck. Such ouch. Many ouch. I don't think I have anything in arms distance that I would ordinarily use. Actually, too fair, so you might be in luck. Hmm. So, yeah, so that, that is it? Intimacy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so intimacy, I think, is a big part of it. It doesn't have to be sexual intimacy. Mm. It can just be that hugging, that closeness. I'm a absolute. I love to touch people, and I love being touched. There's just. She says that she's gripping my thigh with two hands. <laughs> I think there's just something 
so close about being able to touch someone and mm. the feel of someone's hand on my back just uh, makes me really happy. Yeah, her back. My neck, my back. Neck, my pussy and my crack. <laughs> All four. So it's adding someone to a relationship. It's not replacing somebody. No, it's, not at all. That's what makes it non-ethical. Hmm. Really. It's bringing somebody and then you end up going with them. It's a really shitty thing to do. Yeah, and I have friends who have had that happen. It, no, it happens a It does happen. It just sucks when they go up and then they're monogamous with that other person. who's like, the fuck? The fuck, people. The fuck. Why do you keep looking out my window? I don't know. I just get distracted. There is literally nothing happening out there. What are you being distracted by? I'm sorry. I'm so confused. I feel like I'm now I'm now in the middle of a behind the bo- behind the bastards episode where it just goes off on tangents all over the place. Yep. The guy uses machetes to cut stuff. I don't know what that is, but yep. You know what a machete is? (laughs) My sister held one to my throat once. He he cuts (laughs) like fruit and muffins and stuff in their actual studio. Like we're in a lounge here. They're in a studio with like thousands of dollars of equipment. So he just throws up like a muffin and he's like, hey yeah! Did it with an English muffin, I think about a year and a bit ago. With a machete. And then he received a slingshot, so he was just sending muffins and stuff all around the it's studio with a slingshot. That was amazing. But, um, yeah, so it's there to to add, not replace, or not fix. Hmm. Right? I think if you're trying to fix a relationship by adding someone to it, you're going to do it seriously wrong mm. and harm the relationship that's already existing it's going to be unlikely that it's going to end up well it's going to be really unlikely that it's going to end up well if it's ever ended up well for you email in (laughs) we'd love to hear that um so I think the other important part is if you're in a couple and you're looking at opening out is to discuss boundaries and negotiate boundaries with your partner, is it going to be a purely sexual thing with other person? Is it going to be no sex allowed? No. Do you, and this what what I noted on just before. Do you want to hear about what happens with that other person and their, and their mm. partner or the person that they're dating, or do you not want to? And with who is it with? When is it happening? I think that's a, a safety thing as well. But you don't have to know those things. If it's purely a sexual thing and they just want to go and have sex with Brandon's or go to the swimming club or whatever, then that's that's that, right? It's not, you know, you don't need to know about it. You don't need to get a story time afterwards. Hmm. You can get a story time because it's hot for you to. <laughs> well, I mean, it can be, can't it? It can be. Especially if you think of the, the whole couple thing. Mm. Hearing about it can really, really get you, get people excited. Cuckold or queen, if you want. I suppose it depends on but that's the people in the relationship. Yeah, it's all part of that discussion. You need to talk about what the expectations are. What, Absolutely. What the I, boundaries 
I really enjoy letting people know what happened. I I love sharing what happens. Um, no. but stop it. My partner doesn't like that, and so no. I'm not allowed to share with him. With him. Um, I mean, he wants to know that I'm being safe and that I'm happy. Um, but he doesn't want to know details. Mm. Um, which is hard because I really want to tell him what happened or, you know, the sweet moment that, you know, mm. a kiss on the head or something. Something that made me feel really happy and really loved. I want to let him know, but he doesn't want to know that. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's fair enough, though. That's the... The discussion slash boundaries that you guys have set for each other. And also vice versa, you know, I'm, I'm an anxious person, I'm, I'm a jealous person and that's something I'm working through and I don't want to know if my partner's off having fun with another woman. About. Oh my goodness, I would be livid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't be, but um, it would take me a little while to work suck. through that. Yeah. I haven't come to that yet and my partner hasn't met anyone else yet, um, so it's all speaking... Um, Metaphorically? Yeah. Metaphorically, um, I don't know what's going to happen when he meets someone. He's been on dates. The first date, I wasn't okay. I was a crazy bitch. Um, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, I'm a redhead. Um, the rest of them were fine, but I still always get a little bit nervous when he's off on a date. Like, what if he thinks she's prettier than me? Yeah, it, you it's, know? That, it's that inferiority. Yeah. Sort of complex. What if, and like, like I was talking about before, what if... You know, he leaves me for her. Yeah, why am I not enough? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't this enough? Is it because you'll never be satisfied? Oh, stop it. Or is it because you're helpless? I'm helpless. Please believe me, I am helpless. And the the, the last... The last sort of thing, as a, as a couple's part of it, and going back to that sort of just what you want out of it sort of thing, there's a group, there's a distinct group of people that get a bad rap, <laughs> and and it's due to I would argue a small part of their of their population, but a very vocal part of their population. Do you know where I'm going with this? Unicorn hunters. Unicorn hunters. I don't see a problem with unicorn hunters. As long as they're actually respectful, I don't. See, I don't have a problem with people who just want a female or a bi female. I have no problem with that. But the amount of them that are rude, ignorant, and male-based around it—that's what annoys me. That's what frustrates me. Mm. Um, I. I have never been a unicorn, but I suppose in my well, in my learning and my new um, knowledge of um, my sexuality, potentially I could be. Mm. Um, I've always thought of them as absolutely creepy, the unicorn hunters. And a lot of, especially if you look in the online communities, Mm. they always seem a little bit creepy. Yeah. And this, and this is what I mean when I say it's, it's. Minority that are very vocal about it, mm. um, and, and there's the, the, the kinds of there's the kinds of ones excuse me, who won't actually get involved with a polyamory scene or 
mm. or a swing is seen as such. They're just, just doing it for the sex. Ones that'll just go and do it. You know, they won't meet people and, you know, next time they go to a party, oh, hey, it's you we met last time. You know what I mean? I always wonder, like, unicorn hunters, if they're just looking for, like, if it's just the male looking for a, um, looking for a female, or if it's just the female looking See, for a female. I always think, personally, that it's all, it's male-led. Mm. You know, the male asks the female, do you, should we do that? Or male goes to the female and says, hey, I want I to add an extra girl. And I feel as though sometimes there's coercion, but of course, with the world becoming more and more open to Especially female bisexuality. That the girls are more yeah, yeah, sure. I don't mind that. I need to try a girl as well. Like that 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 that's my vision of what happens, I guess. What goes in a typical uniform hunter thing. Not always a bad thing. But some of them the way they go about it. Like if 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 you're if you are a unicorn hunter Good for you. But if you're posting online and a guy pipes up and says uh, not 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 hitting on you or not trying to get into you or something like that. Or even if he is just no thanks, sorry, not or after. It's not. But even if he's just offering advice or just you know, saying hey not that he's interested, but he's just saying, Hey, it's 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 talk to just talk to them. Mm. It's it's like what I've, what, I've, what I've spoken a lot about in schools and stuff is that people talk to each other, especially in these little communities like swingers communities, like polyamorous communities. People will talk to each other and they'll talk about experiences like that. And you can get red flagged or blacklisted, not blacklisted, I was going to say, pretty easily. Mm, yeah, absolutely. If, you're not, if, you, if you have that even just a bit of lack of respect or perceived lack of respect. Like that woman on Polyamory Crashes, do you remember that? Oh yes. Was, is, would we call that unicorn hunting? Well, it, she was the one who was just looking for... for two bi guys. Two bi guys, yeah. Like not even straight ones or, no, you know, gay they ones. Had, no, they, they had, had to, to be, be bi. bi. And there had to be two of them. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah that was it. I didn't, I didn't think about that at all. But... Because unicorn hunting doesn't that. necessarily have to be a male and a female. No. It could be a female looking for a certain something. Or well, I think in that in that instance she was looking to be the unicorn. Yeah. In a weird in a weird way. Obviously mm. not. Obviously, not in a weird way, but not. It's obviously not in what we see as as being a unicorn. Hmm. I think the traditional unicorn is definitely a male and a yeah. Email but looking for but it, the way that this person went about it, unfortunately, was to email <laughs> everyone in the group, both male and female, and ask if they had a bi male or knew of any, or knew of any, or if they if they, she was messaging males. Yeah, uh, she messaged my partner. Message me as well. <laughs> I'm a freaking admin on the group, and we've been a lot more strict since then on the people that we do let in. Good. Like anybody, anybody in the group who says that they're, you know, seeking a third or anything like that, or even look like they're looking at dating a third or anything like that, I'm very 
unsure about it and, and, and tend mm. not to. I, I leave it there for a long time. And if it sits, sits there and sits there and sits there, then I just feel like, okay, define. That's how I define. Because there is a group of us around the listeners just now. But, yeah. There will be. Yeah. Um, like, like I said, I don't actually, I don't have much against unicorn hunters because, like, it, it is still quite hot having experienced it, having two females in myself. I'd quite like two males. It's good fun as well. <laughs> well you almost kind of did last night. Almost. I had a male on one tit, I had a female on the other tit, and I had a male downstairs. That's fantastic. And let's keep in mind, team, she's been working on me for a year and a half and didn't invite me to this. Huh. Well, she says she's been working on me for a year and a half. I've been working on you for an hour and 11 minutes. (laughs) 12. And you've been working something. Not not my dick, but probably not too far away from it. She hasn't gone for the for the full hog yet. She's just been working away slow, slowly up my thigh. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm like slightly embarrassed. Bradford, Angela, you should be proud of me. I have a guest in who actually is attracted to me for once. Um, but... On the other side of thing, unicorns themselves, I don't have anything against really either. They mm. are they are rare because they don't need to search. You don't see them posting on forums. You don't mm. see them hey, I'm on the lookout for a couple. It's very rare, and it is it is for the, just that bit of fun as well. But I find that unicorns, especially female ones, are more open to just talking to anyone. Yep. Yeah. As well. And that that's what I that's the thing that I have against a lot of unicorn hunters is that they don't like talking to anyone else but the person that they're after. Mm. Or the that's kind of point. person they're after. Absolutely. I, I know that I've swiped on a couple of couples on Tinder before, but you know I've never got a match from them. I'm a chunky fabulous large woman. You know. So using adjectives like that, I don't know how you describe me. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, you, yeah, you are. <laughs> I know you are. You're a chunky male. I'm a chunky male. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just try to be positive about myself because I know yeah. that I haven't always been. Oh, believe me, I'm not positive. I haven't been positive about myself for a while now, so I know. I, I, know. I, I see know, your I Facebook know that page. I all too much. Um, but uh, unicorns themselves. Yeah, they tend to be more open to, you know, skinny even, little even, things. Even, no, even just making friends with people that are. In the scene, in the swinger scene, and stuff like that, I've always found that they, they don't mind talking to, just casually talking to people, I guess, as opposed to having it to be having it being sexual quite early on. Mm. And th- and this is an issue that I've found with <laughs> it's not just unicorn, it's just and this is off on a tangent. This has nothing to do with what we've been talking about, but 
buying gay dudes. Because with me, um, I'm quite particular. And especially when it comes to the first kiss, I'm extremely particular. I'm going to demonstrate here um, with PG. What? I mean, see, this is how I prefer my first one. It's nice and light, almost almost teasing, sort of, you know, leading on. But what I've found with a lot of gay or bi guys, unfortunately, um, they, they're, they're a lot more aggressive with their mm. first kiss. Yeah. They're a lot more aggressive, and I hate it. Like, they'll be, they'll be more like this, and they'll just go... <laughs> fucking almost throw up on their tongue. Oh my goodness! You just shoved your tongue in my mouth. Yeah, you'd be that's you'd violent. Be, you'd be amazed at how much that happens, and it and it's it's really quite yucky. And I I'm think just, it's really hard also I'm to find. Off yeah, it's really it's really hard to find someone who kisses like yourself as well. Mm. But when you do find that, it's like amazing yeah. kisses. Because goddamn, am I good kissing? <laughs> I I'm, I don't know. You just kissed me. You shoved your tongue in my no, mouth. The one before. Oh, that was all right. The one that was uh, that, uh, that I actually meant something. Somebody else had their mouth open for that one though. Inspecting a little bit more. <laughs> but no, that's uh, that's all right. Um. Anyway. Bas basically, if you're in a couple, it's down to communication with your partner why you want to do it. Setting, setting up expectations. Those are the two main things. What you want out of it. Be respectful with anybody that you start dating. And, um, yeah, setting up those boundaries. Setting up. Boundaries are very, very important. Yeah. And don't push those boundaries, especially not early on, you fucking idiot. I made that mistake. I, huh? I, I fucked up. Do tell. Ah. Oh. So, my partner and I really rushed into, um, really rushed into the relationship. Um, we met in December and um, we basically moved in right away. He already had a girlfriend um, and we, you know, we were trying to take it slowly but we were both in a position where we could move a bit faster and she was away um and I suppose it was a bit turbulent um and then lockdown happened and we were together 24-7 and we hadn't really you know done anything or you know gotten to know each other and I found out through a message he sent to a group chat that I was in that he was going to break up with me that evening. So, I mean, I broke a lot of boundaries before he broke up with me. Um, I was messaging other men. I was um, still acting like I was single because I wasn't used to being in a relationship. Um, it, I'm still learning how to be in a relationship. It, it's hard. How did you talk about these boundaries? 
Well, so what was happening during lockdown is he was talking to other women online and so I was going, oh, well, I don't want you to talk to other women online and I don't want you to do this. And, hey, I read somewhere about phone calls with other women and I would prefer you kept it to, like, 10 minutes max. Like, I was putting these boundaries in place. I was being really Horrible. horrible. Like... I understand why he broke up with me. We were bad for each other. We were really toxic. It got to the point where we were not talking at all. And we were locked up in the same house for weeks. Um, and it kind of came to a head when he broke up with me. But we got back together like within three days. Because I think breaking up was the best thing we could have done. It made us... It made you realise that... Yeah. We had so many amazing emotional talks you know I I sobbed my, my little heart out I have never felt so heartbroken in my life um and you know he well, was upset I mean, it was it's um, my first my first love um it was it was really hard and to be locked up in a house with him still that was hard as well but I suppose that's what helped us get back together we realized what we wanted we put boundaries in place we made sure we did it right because we went way too fast the first time yeah right so you so so prior to the breakup you didn't really have those boundaries you didn't have those no well we we hadn't had any experience I don't want to use the term rules but we don't like rules boundaries is a better one yeah. And, set, yep. and and those expectations. Yeah. Boundaries and expectations. Yeah. Weren't set up. But with the breakup, you were able to then sit there and go, well, actually, this is... Yeah. What? Well, so also before, um, like when we met and when we got together, he already had a girlfriend. He was already in the polyamory mindset, whereas... I wasn't as such. And so I wasn't ready for him to go out and meet someone new. And he was ready to meet someone new. Exactly. You're going to fuck up. And I fucked up recently, which is okay, but he's also fucked up, so that's also okay. You fuck up, you will fuck up. There's no way you're not going to. Exactly. And it's about talking through it and communication and being a little bit selfless at times. Exactly. It it polyamory is hard. But relationships are hard. Polyamory makes it, I would argue, a little bit more difficult. It does. Because you've got three different people with different emotions, different, three or more. I like to think of monogamy as like a one-size-fits-all shirt from Glassons, you know. It's never going to fit a chunky gal like me, is it? (laughs) So do I. Actually, no, the only thing I like about Glassons is that my barber is above my Glassons as part of a Helen Science. I don't like Helen Science either. I'm not going to buy a $200 suit. No. I'm going to look awful in it. Oh, no, there's something about a man in a suit. No, those suits are not nice. Get yourself a nice suit then. I do. I've got an $800 suit. Do you want to put it on? No, not really. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> We've, we've been talking for almost or close enough to an hour and a half. Heck. Yeah, little miss. Oh, I don't know if I can talk for an hour. Well, uh. I told you that you could with me, didn't I? You talk a lot. You you talk, talk a lot. lot. I do talk a lot. That's why I have a podcast, because I talk a lot. 
Yeah. Some of my solo podcasts go for like 45 minutes, the other ones go for like an hour and a half, and then they're just like, oh, shit. But I've got a special surprise for you. As we end this episode, I've got to uh, kind of give you a little bit of a hint of what's coming up. It has something to do with a little bit sexier of a voice. Well, how I sometimes talk, I guess. I used to write certain stories and they may be getting voice acted out not the moans and stuff but the words so I've got a couple of people lined up to do that so uh, yeah that might be happening soon there might be some erotica being read on the SL podcast but until then don't forget to visit me online sopodcast.com you can find me on Facebook Twitter, Instagram at the ASOP Podcast and please, please, please leave me a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening because I don't think in the whole time that I've been doing this that I've had one review someone please leave me a review oh and someone bring a strap on and fuck the shit out of me Goodbye, my lovely little sluts. I ache for the touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Say our love is a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. At your command, before you here I stand, my heart is in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's here that I must be. My heart entreats, just hear those savage beats, and go put on your cleats, and come and trample me. Your heart is hard as stone or mahogany, that's why I'm in such exquisite agony. My soul is on fire. It's a flame with desire, which is why I perspire when we tango. You caught my nose in your left castanet, love. I can feel the pain yet, love. Every time I hear drums, With the thorns underneath, love, sticking into your gums. Your eyes cast a spell that bewitches. The last time I needed 20 stitches to sew up the gash you made with your lash as we danced to the masochism tango. Bash in 
my brain and make me scream with pain then kick me once again and say we'll never part I know too well I'm underneath your spell so darling if you smell something burning it's my heart don't you take your cigarette from its holder and burn your initials in my shoulder fracture my spine and swear that you're mine as we dance to the massacre 